children of God. Can God trust you? You said he could. You've been praising him. You've been worshiping him. You've been telling everybody about the goodness of God. You've been witnessing to people. You've been stopping people saying, let me just tell you about God and how good he is. You've been singing, there is none like you. No one else can love me like you do. No one else can hold me like you do. There is none like you. You even made up a song. You put words to it, your own words. I'm hap, hap, happy in Jesus. Can God trust that? When you say I searched all over, couldn't find nobody, I looked high and low, couldn't find nobody, but then there you were. And you told everybody about how you searched and how he came to your rescue, just like the Calvary, but even better. Can God really trust that? Because here's the thing. Don't we do that when all our bills are paid? When he allowed us to pay all those many bills that we made without even asking him if we should make those bills? But yet he allows us to pay them. So your bills are paid. You're happy in your marriage. You're happy in your relationship with your children. You're happy with your parents. All is well. There's none like him. God, there's none like you. I just want to yell it from the rooftop, you say. Things on your job are going well. Everything is falling in place. But then God wants to grow you up. He wants to mature you some more. So he uses the principles that he had put in the in his word about how to grow you. He allows testings, trials, tribulations to come into your life so that you can mature even the more. And then he tells you in advance, think it not strange when you fall into diverse temptations. Why are you surprised? I couldn't allow you to stay in that same place. Just singing and humming your little song. I knew that I needed, this is God talking, 
I knew that I needed to take you to a higher level because if I left it up to you, you would stay right there. So I had to bring about an interruption in your life. What happened to telling everybody about the goodness of Jesus? What happened to writing a new song? Coming up with a new song because you were just that happy? What happened to looking around your house and just seeing everything is just happy, everything is just fine? As for me and my house, we are happy. Although that was not what Joshua said. In the book of Joshua, he didn't say, as for me and my house, we're happy. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And, and actually what he really said was, choose you this day. Not choose based on how happy you are. Not choose God based on the fact that he paid your bills. The bills that you made without talking to him about not choose based on the fact that you've had no trouble that came up in your in your life, came up in your home, amongst your loved ones. Not choose him based on that. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But he said to the people, he said, make a choice. Who are you going to serve? Are you and how are you going to serve? Are you going to serve him based on what, he, what he's doing for you? Because here's the deal. He's already done enough for you. He's already done enough for me. He doesn't have to prove himself anymore. I think the cross said it all. I think what he did on Calvary's cross said it all. I think when they marched him from judgment hall to judgment hall said it all. I think when they beat him almost beyond recognition. It said it all. I think when he did that, when you and I were dead in our sins and in our trespasses, giving him no thought at all. And in fact, even today, when Good Friday comes up, we still don't give him a thought. On the resurrection day, we still don't give him a thought. We debate that. Well, I don't know if he really died at all. I don't know if there there really was a cross. I don't know if he really got up. I don't really know if that was really the site where they said they they put him on the the tree. I don't know if it was a tree. I don't know what it was. That's what we do. But when all is well in our lives, And our emotions are heightened. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I so feel your your presence this morning. When our emotions are heightened and we look around and we see that the birds are singing, the sun is shining, and we feel free in our spirits, free like we could leap, then we just say, I just love you so much, Lord. You are my God. I feel like I'm your friend. I feel like we are best buds. 
And God is saying, can I trust that? Can I trust you to say that? Can I hold on to that? He's saying, how long? Oh, God, how long will you say that? Because in my records, in my book in heaven, a few pages over, I have some trials that's about to come up in your life. That's already, the script for your life has already been written. And I'm almost at your page where a little sickness is going to come in. In fact, death of a loved one is on your page. In fact, the job that you thought you wanted, that you thought was the best thing in the whole wide world for you, in, in my page, in my records, I, I have you down as not getting that job. So, can I trust you to still say, there's none like you, Lord. Nobody like you, Jesus. There's nobody like you, Jesus. Nobody like you, Jesus. Nobody like you, Jesus. Nobody like you, Jesus. Now, you can sing it better than I can. You have a better, sweeter voice. But I'm just trying to give you an example of what we do. We can sing that song, even though, like me, you don't have a voice to do it. But we make that thing up. Even though you don't have the legs and the feet to leap and to jump and to twirl. But you'll come up with a twirl. You'll come up with a leap. Because you're just that happy. God, I'm just that happy. God, I'm just that excited about what you're doing in my life. You're doing a new thing in my life. Hallelujah, Jesus. But can he trust you? Can he trust that? Can he trust all of that praise that you're doing? Can he trust all of that worship that you're doing? All of that emoting that you're doing. Can he trust that? Is that for real? Can he be God? See, you don't trust him when he's, when he's being God. You just trust him when he's giving you stuff. When he's being all the way God. Oh, Jesus. When he's being fully God. When he's being sovereign God, almighty God. When he's being that God. That's the one that you get scared of. So God says, can I trust you? Can I trust you when you say there's nobody like you, God? Can I trust you when you say, I've searched all over. 
I've been in relationships. I've had people tell me they love me. Only to find out that was not the truth. They just half loved me. They didn't love the real me. Once they got to know the real me, they really didn't care a whole lot for me. But when I found you, you just accepted me just the way I was. So I love you, God. He's saying, is that just for today? Is that just because you looked in your, your bank account? And you saw that you had no negatives. You had no overdrafts. Is that because the sun is shining on your home? God is saying, can I trust that? How long can I trust that? How long can I trust you to be in this place where you are right now? If I decide to really be God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Because I feel like you're trying to psych me out. That's what God is saying. God said, I feel like you're just trying to psych me out. Because you don't want no trouble to come in your life. You don't want no trials to come in your life. Because number one, you feel like I've had my share of God. Now, I've done my bit. Everything that you could throw at me, you've already thrown at me. And now I like you. I'm liking you now. I'm no longer mad with you, even though you let me live. To be mad. I'm liking you now, so don't start with me. Let me stay in this place. We're talking about God here. We're talking about a holy God. We're talking about your creator. You talk, we're talking about the one who's even allowing you to even think those thoughts. God said, I don't think I can trust you. I think what you're saying to me is temporary. I don't think I'm going to have your loyalty once I get to these next pages. Once I flip through these next pages that's already settled in heaven concerning you. Once you see what awaits you down the road, I don't think I can trust you to say there's no, there's no one like you. There's no one like you. There's none like you. I don't think I can trust you to do that. David said in the book of um, in the book of Psalms, David said, when I allowed some things to happen to his life, when he committed adultery and had a child by another man's wife, tried to trick the man and then had the man murdered. When I did not allow David's child to live, David asked me to let him live, but when I did not do it, David declared that I was righteous in all my judgment of him. He was not mad with me. He said, okay. God, you are righteous in all of your judgment. Whatever you do to me, 
you have a right to do it. Whatever my punishment is, you are well within your rights to do it. Because you are a good God. You are a good, good Father. Always. There is none like you. David still said it. Why can't you say it? Why do you just praise him when it's sunny outside? But when the storm, the rain, the hell, when the cat fire comes swinging through a town near you, you're angry. You won't hunker down in his presence and allow him to cover you under his wings and hide you. He can't even get you to sit still to cover you because you're busy being mad with him. You're busy questioning him. You're busy accusing him. God said, I can't trust you. Basically, what he's saying is, I can't trust you to take you higher in me. I can't trust you to take you beyond this level that you are. Because you just want to be happy, happy, happy. You feel like you can tell me, God, I've been through enough. You know what you're saying to God when you say that? You're saying, I don't want to go higher in you. I'm fine just the way I am. Leave me right here and just leave me alone. Because now that I'm in this good place, ah, Jesus. Mm. Oh, how foolish we talk. Now that I'm in this good place, just leave me be. Don't mess with my good place, God. Do you hear how foolish you sound? Do you wonder why he won't just strike you dead right there where you, where you sit, where you lay? Do you wonder why he won't do that? You ought to serve him. You ought to serve him 24-7. The fact that he just lets you live. That he just lets your mouth still go on and on and on and on and on and on. Somebody say he's better to me than I deserve. God is saying, I I feel bad that he's saying, I can't trust you. I feel bad that he's asking us the question, can I trust your worship? Can I trust all those sweet melodies that you are singing? Can I trust you with your eyes just turned up toward heaven, looking so serious, looking so serene, almost as if you have a halo over your head. Can I trust that? Can I trust the sweetness in your voice? Can I trust it? Can I trust that praise that you just did? Can I trust how you led everybody into prayer? And you said, let's pray. Can I trust that? Because your voice was not that sweet when I was allowing things to come into your life to grow you up. 
You had nothing for me. All I heard from you was, why? Why are you doing this to me? How long am I going to be in this? I'm trying to love you. Right now, I'm just mad with you. That's all I heard from you. But then when I smooth things out, when things begin to level off in your life, and as you say, now I can breathe. Did you forget who let you breathe? Did you forget who let you breathe? I can't trust you. That's what he's saying. And then you're saying, storyteller, I hear what you're saying, but God knows me. Me and God have a thing going on. No, you don't. That's why he's using my voice. That's why he's anointing me as a storyteller. He said, we don't have anything going on. That's why I'm chastising you today because we don't have anything going on. Whatever you think we have going on, let me repeat it. Whatever you think we have going on, whatever you think that me and you have going on, is not what's going on. I don't think the same thing. I don't think we have anything going on because I don't trust you. You're fickle. You're double-minded. And the Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And let not that man, that double-minded man we're talking about, think that he can receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded man. You say, I love you, Lord. You say, there's none like you. But let me do something that doesn't make you feel good. And you have no praise for me. You have no worship for me. Let me touch that which you love the most. You have nothing for me if I do that. So therefore, I don't trust you. Should I trust it? Should I trust your worship? Should I trust your praise? Should I trust you with my people? Can I trust you with my people? Or can I trust you with my people as long as things are going well for you? As long as they don't worry you about something. As long as they are being good little people and staying in their place. In closing, how do you feel That God is saying. That he's asking you the question. Can I trust you?
How long can I trust you? If this is not your shoe, then you don't have to wear it. But if this sounds anything like you at all, I promise you that this is your shoe. If you've ever been there in this place, this is your shoe. And if the shoe fits you, my dear, wear it. Repent and go and sin no more. And tell God, God, whatever you want to do to mature me, to get me up from this low place, to get me up from this stagnated place, this lackadaisical place, to get me up out of this slump that I'm in, this spiritual dry place, this waste howling desert, whatever you have to do to get me there, God, I'm willing. I'm willing to go. I'm willing to let you do it. And I'll still worship you. I will still praise you. Do it for your glory. God bless you, children of God. I am the storyteller.